Hello, and welcome to Alex Toth in Depth. This is Paul Fricky, cartoonist, comics professor, and Toth Hound. In this episode, uh, we're going to do a little draw and jaw again. I'll be doing a portrait of Toth if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're uh, listening on audio only podcast, uh, it'll be a decent listen anyway, but you might want to check out the video of uh, uh, me drawing Toth. Uh, in this episode, I'd like to discuss the topic of criticism uh, uh, Toth criticism of others, of himself, uh, how we take criticism in general, uh, how we give it, and also um, self criticism, how it can help us, how it can hurt us. So criticism is just opinion. A lot of times we can take it to heart. Artists are especially sensitive types most of the time. And um, we can take a lot of things uh, personally. And it can be difficult to put your work out there, um, to let people add it, to find fault with it, uh, etc. But, you know, do remember, uh, whoever's giving you a critique it's just their opinion. Now, how much stock you put into that opinion is going to be up to you to determine, but you can take it or leave it. Um, if you're getting criticism from someone uh, who you, you've approached uh, or it's someone you respect or whose work you've liked or who's had experience, then obviously you're going to take that to heart. And many times as well, you can get really good criticism for peers, people who are at your level. Um, and sometimes uh, if people come off the wrong way or don't have your interest at heart um, or they're jealous, there's just a variety of ways uh, that uh, criticism can go bad. And um, it's up to you whether you want to take that or not. Um, either way, it's probably good to leave yourself open to it. Um, and uh, to develop a tough skin about that stuff. Because unless we're getting criticism or criticizing our own work, we're not going to improve. Um, and then if you're giving criticism, uh, be constructive. Um, often those opinions can uh, go over the top or be biased or it's all about that opinion or the opinion giver rather than helping someone. So uh, if you can, in a constructive way, uh, whether it's positive or negative feedback, the more constructive you are, the more helpful that can be to artists. So Toth, he was uh, critical of people's work. Um, uh, he had a reputation where he could be rough on people, either in person or in his uh, written uh, letters when people asked for critique. I'd like to mention, though, uh, he was often right, even when he did take it <laughs> too far. Uh, he could be a, a difficult guy sometimes and uh, very opinionated. So again, even with Toth, you'd have to take it or leave it. But keep in mind, he was even harder on himself. There are some notes uh, on the tothfans.com site, the official site uh, that was around for the last five years of Toth's life, sanctioned by Toth and his family. And um, 
uh, through that site. Um, uh, I believe with the help uh, of uh, David Cook, he would uh, uh, photocopy Toth's work, send it to him, and Toth would um, respond. Uh, sometimes in those in the annotated Toth that you can find on that site, he was very tough on himself. Uh, sometimes he um, uh, would give detailed uh, responses to work that he had done decades before. Um, and sometimes he was brutal, not only on colorists or somebody who inked him or on, uh, you know, uh, the story itself or whatever, but he was really tough on himself. Some pages in Annotated Toth are just a single word from him. Boo. <laughs> so keep in mind, he was harder on himself than anyone. Uh, it drove him to be better in almost all cases. But later in life, uh, it stopped him from doing more work. Um, so I'll get back to more on that later. Now, where did that come from? Uh, early in Toast's career, and don't forget, he f started his career when he was 15 years old. He went into uh, different publishers and started getting work at a, while he was going to high school at a very early age. And a lot of his work the first four, five, six years was not very good or uh, pedestrian or just starting to improve. And he had a couple editors, Shelley Mayer and I believe Saul Harrison, who were tough on him, helpfully so. And Shelley Mayer, I believe, would tell Toth repeatedly, you don't know what to leave out. Now, Toth, again, uh, became known for editing his work and simplifying his work. And he heard Mayer and Harrison's uh, advice to him throughout his entire career. Later, Toth would say a, a very simple uh, phrase or, uh, that the first half of his career, he learned what to put in and the second half, he learned what to leave out. Uh, that's too simple a construct and, and not really accurate because by the time he was 21, 22, he already started applying that viciously in some cases uh, and, and improved a lot. He just kept honing and fine tuning that his entire career, but he kept that kind of, um, editorial advice in mind he, the rest of his life and passed it on sometimes, uh, you know, apparently he wasn't really known for doing a lot of layouts or breakdowns or thumbnails. He would just jump in and start drawing the page. And in many cases, if he didn't think it was up to snuff, he would just stop. Uh, in a story he did for uh, Warren Publishing, Survival, uh, he drew the first page, got about halfway, turned the page over and started again and said, if you don't succeed, try, try again. And he started again, and that became the first page. It's right on the original art. Other times, he would uh, leave it unfinished. And, uh, it, you know, some of those you can see in the Bravo for Adventure um, uh, artist edition uh, on that project. Some you can find online of half-finished pieces, and uh, maybe we'll get our eyes on more of that partially done work um, sometime in the future. But he also would just tear up pages uh, if he didn't uh, like them or think they were very good, and he would start over. That can sound kind of rough, but it is a transitory approach where he, he wouldn't really rest on the mistakes, and he wouldn't really rest on analyzing what went wrong, he would just move on and try to do something better 
uh, and uh, and tackle the next thing. So he had a high standard in his work early on. It's part of his early development where you can see him, you know, really applying probably lessons from the famous artist school that he got his hands on in the late 40s, early 50s. And then by 52, he was, you know, applying a lot of that stuff, uh, graphic design in his work, in his storytelling, in his look, in his line, in his composition, and uh, and then kind of setting the standard for a lot of other artists who saw what he was doing. And then that would become the house style and for standards romance comics, or, you know, his work would be passed to other artists and a lot of people in the 50s were emulating what he did, sometimes very directly. So, you know, he avoided getting stuck in settling um, and and kept on uh, trying to achieve excellence from that time on and the rest of his career. Um, so, you know, where does that leave us? You want to avoid the learning trough. You don't want to get stuck where you just go, well, that's good enough or that's best I can do, you know, uh, at school with a full-time job while I'm trying to meet deadlines as a pro. It's very easy to go, this is the best I can do while I meet this deadline and to take the time to get better, solve a drawing problem, spend more time on uh, on layouts or breakdowns, on you know, drawing the page, redoing pencils. Um, but, you know, we got to achieve a balance, right? A healthy balance where we expect more of ourselves, do what we can, don't settle, but also don't completely render ourselves helpless or stop. Um, one of the uh, famous or infamous critiques Toth gave was to comics artist and illustrator painter Steve Rude. Uh, Steve Rude was doing a pencil job for uh, Kamiko uh, uh, of uh, Johnny Quest, a uh, comic series based on a animated Hanna-Barbera series from the 60s um, that Toth had a hand in. And Toth, uh, we're told, really didn't want to do this critique and, uh, and then jumped in and did it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions about this. Uh, Steve Root has weighed in with responses over the years, some recently, some at that time, some you can find online in, uh, in podcasts. And um, I've reread those over the years and then reread them again most recently. And what I found is I think Toth was over the top in some cases. I think he was too rough on Rude in regards to the subject of fakery. I, it, it seems to me that Rude did a lot of um, uh, research and got a lot of reference to try to make sure details on cameras and vehicles and, uh, you know, the environment were as uh, real, uh, as authentic as he could make them be. And so when that when Toth is giving that kind of criticism, it's also something you'll find in Toth criticism of his own work. Um, and I think because he saw it in his own work, he thought Rude was doing the same. I, I didn't find that always to be a fair criticism. Um, also, he criticizes the very first page, the splash page. And I think he was a little rough on him in that 
too, and some of his language is a little too <laughs> blunt and rough. Uh, but a lot of times they think he's right, and um, and a lot of times later on I think he's kind of funny. So uh, reading it again, it he actually made me laugh out loud with how he was putting things. So if you've never read that, I would seek it out online to see. Uh, make your own determination if, if Toth was too rough or uh, um, or if he had points. Uh, you know, it, it's worthwhile to, to check out anyway. Uh, you could also find online uh, what a cartoonist Paul Pope said about that um, uh, encounter between Rude and Toth. Uh, and he found that uh, that Toth was generally right about his criticism, Rude, Rude's work in that case. He uh, Pope also got... Uh, criticism from Toth um, when he was uh, starting out. And he said that Toth was gentler uh, on him uh, as a younger artist at the time. So Toth had that in him. I think he was rough on Rude because he knew Rude was good and he was, and he was already established and he was, you know, no holds barred with Rude as he would be with his own work. In general, though, I think Toth was kind of a natural teacher. I don't know if in terms of temperament, but certainly in terms of uh, his uh, breadth of knowledge and breaking down and analyzing um, uh, work. Uh, he applied that to his own work uh, over the decades to get better and better. And you'll find um, that he conveyed a lot uh, of really great information in his uh, points to keep in mind that you can find online or in the uh, black um, uh, Alex Toth uh, book um, and or online uh, notes that he wrote to uh, Ken Stacy that I think are included in the second genius book, Genius Illustrated, and in his essays uh, to fandom, maybe uh, fit to print. There's a lot of great things that he talked about there in regards to you know, uh, drawing figures, faces, storytelling, et cetera. So he conveyed a lot of that information and it is easy to access. Now, again, I think Toth was too hard on himself. He always expected a lot and he wanted to keep doing something new, very restless. He didn't, you know, rest on a, uh, a certain style or approach and, and then just kept drawing every story that way. He took every single job uh, project as a new challenge. It ain't easy to do that. It is not easy to do that, to, to approach it something, uh, something new like that every single time out. And I think after doing that for decades, it, it kind of burned him out. There's many different reasons why he slowed down in his last couple decades. And, uh, but even then, he was drawing, he was, uh, drawing his alla prima drawings and engaging with people and, uh, um, in, uh, with postcards and letters. Um, and he gave a lot and did a lot, even in that, uh, you know, last 20 years. But I really would have hoped to have seen him uh, produce more that we could read, more storytelling, more of his own things, more comics. And I think he had it in him. Maybe he was worn out from it. But he said that he had high expectations for himself, and he didn't want to let himself down, and he didn't want to let readers down. And I, he, I think then he did not achieve a balance where he could keep producing stuff like that. And it laid, led to later stagnation. So we want to avoid that in our own work. So wrapping up, we want to use criticism to get better, but we want a healthy balance. You, you don't want to beat yourself up so badly 
that it causes a creative block, but you want to use it so you continue to get better. If we can do that, then I think we can achieve, um, you know, keeping healthy for a longer period of time, having a good positive mental attitude and continuing to uh, create new work and keep improving as we go. So that's all the time we're giving to this episode. Uh, this again is Paul Fricky for the Alex Toth In-Depth Program. Uh, you know, follow us on Instagram for daily posts. Uh, you know, download and subscribe to the podcast. Leave compliments and questions um, and comments and please review. Um, and, and lastly, you know, spread the word about the show. The more you share, the, the more people we can reach and, and keep the program growing. Until next time, go with Toth. And remember what Toth said, analyze everything you see, be critical, positively so.